The sponsor for the Shepherd's Creek Podcast for the month of November is B&H Academic. B&H Academic is dedicated to providing trustworthy theological resources to serve you as you serve the church. Visit bnhacademic.com to find resources you need to help prepare sermons, tackle tough questions, and aid you in personal spiritual life. Also, starting November 20th through the month of December, you can get 40% off on all of their books. I'll provide the link in the show notes for that. And also, we're going to be providing the link for the giveaway that they're doing with us for the month of November. You can get five great books just by going to the link on Twitter or Facebook, signing up, and sharing. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor. Come alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 67, and we are continuing on with that same series about the qualifications of an elder from 1 Timothy chapter 3. So this morning, I want to talk to you about the pastor and respectability. The pastor and respectability. Let's pray. Lord, we need wisdom. This is kind of a vague topic. Well, it seems like respectability. seems like we could go in several different directions here. So help me to be faithful in the best way I can to talk about the pastor and respectability. We want to be respectable men. If these young guys are feeling called into ministry, they want to be respectable men. So just help us in this. Help me bring clarity to the topic, and I trust that you're going to do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, a few things before we get rolling this morning. One, I hope you're having a great day. We had some technical delays in getting this episode out due to updates going on my computer, so sorry about the delay. You know, if you were biting your fingernails sitting on the edge of your seat waiting for this to be uploaded this morning. (laughs) Uh, But anyways, I would ask for your help this morning by sharing your favorite episode of The Shepherd's Crook. If you've enjoyed this podcast, it's been helpful to you and equipped you in some way, I would love you to pass it along, share it with somebody, go back, you know, kind of flip through the past episodes and share your favorite one and pass it along to seminary friends or pastor friends or whoever, but just help me spread the word. I want more and more pastors and therefore more and more churches to be helped by their pastors being equipped. So please help me to do that. If you have an elder team that's really wanting to figure out what elder life is all about and what they're supposed to be doing, we'll pass it along to them and hopefully it will be helpful for them as well. You can also, you know, like it on Facebook, like the Shepherd's Crook and and, uh, and then go to iTunes, open it up, and click a rating and leave a review. I would really appreciate that. Second thing I want to tell you about this morning is the cohort. I'm starting the Shepherd's Crook cohort in January. It's going to run from January through June. And so you can reach out to me, and I would love to send you some more information about that. The cost is only $100, which is incredibly reasonable. I tried to make it as cheap as possible for you. Many cohorts you can get involved with can be six, seven, eight hundred, a thousand dollars, and so this this one will be video based. The last Saturday of every month, from nine to eleven in the morning. And if you want to be a part of it, I would love to have you there. I'm capping the attendance in this, the participation in this, anyways, at fifteen. And so you'll want to reach out to me here pretty quick. And then in January, you'll receive a welcome pack with a syllabus and everything that we're going to be doing from January to June. And then last, I want to tell you again about the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. We have started the Shepherd's Crook for Wives. We have some great new updates that's going to be coming to the website here soon. 
about the Shepherd's Crook for Wives as well. We'll have new articles and stuff like that, but already we have the podcast that's out. My wife and Lexi Sauve are doing this together, so Jordan and Lexi are doing this Fruitful and Fearless podcast, and it's specifically for pastors' wives, and then more broadly for women, just all Christian women. So I encourage you to go sign up for that, subscribe, share it with your lady friends, your wife, your girlfriend, whoever you have in your life, share it with them, and I think they'll be greatly encouraged. Okay, the pastor and respectability. Let's talk about it from 1 Timothy chapter 3. Here's what the passage says. This saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable. There's the word, respectable. Now, what does respectable mean? Because it can mean different things to different people. In some ways, it's very subjective while being objective. It's kind of like the definition of something. You don't really know how to define it. You just know it when you see it. Different people respect different things. So how do we get a definition, a working definition of what's respectable in and outside of cultures and in and outside of different generations? Because that changes. In some cultures, you, respectability has to do with dress, how you how you present yourself to other people. And certainly there's an element of respect in the way we dress. But how do we get some handles on respectability? And I, I've got a few ideas to bring clarity to somewhat of a vague term. Okay? It is very important, somewhat vague, but very, very important. So what are the big things that make a man respectable? Now, this is maybe personal to me, but I think this is going to hit a lot of you, and you'll be able to say, yeah, I I see that as well. What does it mean for an elder to be respectable? Well, let's just throw a few things out there, and then we can kind of talk about some cultural applications at the end as well, or cultural reasons that a man may or may not be respectable at the end. So first... A man who loves Jesus and who knows he's loved by God as a son. I respect men like that. Men who are confident and secure in who they are in Christ. A man who's confident and secure with who he is in Christ is not a man who's obsessed with who he is in Christ. He is a man who simply loves Jesus. The focus of him being in Christ is not on himself, but it's about Christ And being overwhelmingly grateful that I get to be called a son of God. You know, it's a great privilege to be justified. we It's just an amazing gift of God's grace to be justified. But we are justified with a greater end in mind. And that's to be brought in the family of God as God's sons. And a man who walks in sonship is a man that I respect. Who knows that he's the Lord. And he's not wavering about that. He's confident. He's sure of his salvation. And he knows that he belongs to the God of the universe. And he loves Jesus. That's the kind of man that I respect. But that's not only the kind of man I respect. We kind of add layers to this. Okay, So I think that's the first thing about respectability that comes to my mind. The second thing that comes to my mind when I think about a respectable man is a man who knows how to be a husband and a father. Now, you may be an elder or called into being an elder and you may not be married and may not have children. I'll get to that here in a second. But when I think about respectability, I think a man about a man who knows his priorities. Okay, so he loves his wife well and he it just shows. He beams when he's around her. He talks about her. He's not obsessed with her in some weird way where he's codependent with her or codependent of her, but he does love her and it's visible. 
Nobody wonders if that man loves his wife. I respect a man like that, and he knows how to be a good dad. A man who just tolerates his children is not a respectable man. A man who circles his whole life and, and centers his whole life around his children, also, that's not a respectable man. That's, that's sad in many ways. But a man who knows how to prioritize and knows how to love his children, his children look at him and know that they are loved by him, that's respectable. It really is. It's also respectable when a man doesn't just try to impose all of his joy and his likes and dislikes, his hobbies, and what he doesn't like onto his children, but but does the hard work of discovering the way God has wired his child and learns to spend time doing the things his child loves to do. That is really respectable. Several years ago, there was a movie or TV show called Parenthood. And in Parenthood, there was a boy, a child who has mild autism. He has Asperger's. And the dad of this boy was at, was talking to his brother in the show. And he said, you know, I wish my son loved baseball, but he doesn't love baseball. He loves bugs. So you know what? I'm learning to love bugs. And I thought that was such a good application of parenting, of good fathering that needs to be implemented in the lives of pastors. If you're going to be respectable, you need to know your kids. Okay, so those are aspects of respectability that I think should be there, should be marks of every Christian man, but specifically the man called and qualified as an elder. Number three, a respectable man a respectable man knows his word, knows the Bible. A man who doesn't have his nose in the scriptures and doesn't read the Bible and memorize the Bible, just know the Bible, memorize it because he's read it so much. Not the whole thing, of course, but he has portions of scripture memorized just because he's read it so many times over and over and over again. And I respect a man whose Bible is worn out, who knows his word. In conversation, this comes out, you know the guys in your life that do and don't know the word. The guys that don't know the word are the ones talking about, well, I think, and I think, and I, well, well, here's my opinion. Okay, that's not respectable. I don't respect a man who has a bunch of opinions, but who doesn't regularly just lean into the scripture and say, well, here's what God's word says. Respectable men are driven by the authority and the sufficiency of the Bible. Men that are not respectable are men who have lots of opinions and who want to tell you their thoughts about everything, but it's disconnected from the Bible. And we see that in, in our life, in our churches, in, in our world, denominations, conferences, all this. Who are the men that are God's men who love to hear from God? What about what God has to say about this? And they may sound annoying at first. Well, here's what, this, here's what God has to say about this. But that's what respectable men do. They don't stand on their own two feet of their authority. They stand on the authority of the Bible. Okay? So a respectable man really knows the word, studies the word. Uh, The fourth thing I have down here is a respectable man works hard. And I think as I'm laying out these different things that across the board, I'm trying to get uh, as non-culturally specific as I can, things that would be respectable from society to society and from generation to generation. Okay, So when we're trying to understand what respectable is, I'm trying to get the broadest categories possible here. So the fourth one is works hard, but he's not a workaholic. I do not respect a man who doesn't work hard. And pastors, this is going to be a challenge for you because you do a lot of study, you do a lot of book work, you do a lot of talking. And the hardworking men in your church and the workaholics in your church are not going to respect respect you no matter what, unless you're completely neglecting everything but your work. But the hardworking men and men and women in your church, okay, if you're not working hard 
and making it a point to take care of things even like your yard and your house and your property. And you're not working hard on your off days where you're just seeing home as a place of retreat and rest. If you're not seeing home as also a place of work, it is certainly a place of retreat and rest. But work has to be done at home also. And it's a matter of respectability. If you're not a hard worker in ministry, and, and pastors can hide and be lazy a lot of times and appear to be working hard. But if you're not a hard worker, you're not going to be respected. And I'll just tell you, Jared Sparks, me personally, I do not respect men who do not work hard. I just don't. And so if you're going to be respectable, you're going to have to work hard. Not be a workaholic. I don't respect men also who are workaholics. It's a sad, sad thing in our world when a man gets praise from everybody because he's a workaholic. And he'll get praise from everybody except Jesus and his family. And that's very, very sad. His family will be weeping as everybody else claps. That's why there's an allure to being a workaholic. Number five, a respectable man is somebody who's honest and he means what he says and he says what he means. He's not scared to speak, but he knows when and when not to speak. That's what respectable men do. They're honest. They will give you the shirt off their back if they need to and if you need it. But they will tell you honestly through by looking you at in the eyes, not looking looking at the ground as they talk to you. They will look you in the eyes and they will tell you what needs to be said in the right measure and in the right way. And they're not scared to say the truth. They're not scared to offend somebody if somebody needs to be offended because they're out of line. But they're also not somebody who's looking to just go out and offend people. They just simply mean what they say and they say what they mean. And this is what we all should be trying to be. Death to the coward inside of us. We need to be honest and respectable men who are not scared of God's word and are not scared to speak truth. And then there's cultural aspects of respectability that we could talk about as well. And you may have your list of different things. I think I mentioned it in passing earlier, but I think things like appropriate dress, get get the chip off your shoulder, pastor. If you want to dress the same way you dress in every single situation and scenario and just say, that's just me, that's you being childish and juvenile. Dress for the appropriate way for the appropriate outing. If it's a funeral, get you a good suit and, and be there for that funeral in a suit. If it's a wedding, be there in an appropriate manner and appropriate dress for that particular setting. You don't have to be juvenile and say, well, it doesn't matter what I wear, blah, 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 blah. Yes, it does. It's a matter of respect. If you have a hat inside of a building, take your hat off. It's a matter of respect. That's, that's, a, that's a cultural thing that we can just simply just get, get the chip off our shoulder and just be respectable. Okay? There are also cultural aspects about punctuality. Be on time. The man who is perpetually late is going to be interpreted as, okay, why are you doing that? That's, that's lazy in some way. So punctuality is key. George Washington... Uh, the first president of the United States, would start every meeting at the time that was selected to start. If you were late, it's late on your dime, not mine. He's going to start the dinner. He's going to start the party with or without you. You had to be on time. So there are cultural applications to what it means to be respectable. But I think those big ones that I listed, the big ones about knowing and loving Jesus... Loving your wife and your children well. And if you're a single man, to, to inter, interject this thought, loving the people that are closest to you well. You're a man of love, and people know that. Loving them in the appropriate way. And then the third thing, knowing your word, knowing your Bible. Fourth, working hard, but not being a workaholic. Fifth, being honest, meaning what you say and saying what you mean. And then some of those cultural applications. By the grace of God, we want to model that, and we want to grow in respectability. Pastor, 
one-day pastor, aspiring pastor, seminarian, elder of a church, be respectable. That's what God has called us to be. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.